Hey everybody, this is Context Free and this is Jason M. And this is Jason K. What have you been up to, Jason? What have you been doing? Well, it's November and I've had ice cream a couple of days yes, in a row. It's 70 degrees out. 70 degrees, except for except last for week. Last weekend, yeah, you know, well, snowing and, yeah. and all that. I didn't but, have ice. I didn't have, I didn't have like, snow tires on. It was we fun. Sh- we should be uh, recording outside. We should be. Then we get all that ambient noise. And the birds and the... Children you know, playing. The, yeah. The oh. swimming pool is probably still open. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's probably still people walking along the deck with wine glasses yeah, in, yeah. at the pool, right? And it'll, like, there'll be an ice storm tomorrow. I don't know. It's, it's, sounds like Denver to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. We love it, except yeah. for when we don't. But, yeah. That it's is good. true. It's good. Um, yeah, no, things have been things have been very good. Been not, not playing quite as many board games lately as I have maybe the rest of the year, but even my not playing a lot of board games is still probably way higher than right. most people's. You only played 35. Exactly. <laughs> instead of 70 in a month. <laughs> yeah so so my kind of moderation amount is yeah still probably a bit stupid for most people <laughs> but um but i have been, i still have been playing some on uh yukata which is that online site we oh, talked yeah, about yeah, last time yeah. so uh nothing new there just kind of some of the same some of the same stuff uh it's kind of a mixture of you know some of the playing some quick game quick games with anonymous people that i don't know not anonymous but people that i don't know and right. uh, still playing a couple games with a friend of mine um but i think the big thing lately is and i think this even started maybe right around the time it may have been the week that we recorded last time which has been a little bit um but we started a uh i started a D campaign mm-hmm. with a few of my friends so it's me and four other guys and we've i think we've already played like four or five times which is I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I don't yeah. think we're going to continue on that pace. It's a little bit of the excitement of, of starting off new. Uh, but one guy had an idea. He's like, "Oh, is is the group that I like my book club group and yeah. and such?" And one of the guys was like, "Oh, let's. Uh, is, that, you, is anyone interested in doing this? You know, do you order pizza every time? And no, we don't dress up. And no, no, no. Okay, it's it's not like we do play in my basement, as yeah. you, you would imagine. Um, I think one is obligated to play in a basement or at a kitchen table. Pretty much, like pretty much. Yeah, two good options. Yeah, unless you're streaming on YouTube and then you yeah, play, well, yeah. you know, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, or Twitch or something. Yeah, um, you were showing me something. The, the Starbucks. You, you were, <laughs> you were, you were, you were on vacation recently or something. And yeah, I was in the. Tell me about that. So I was in. I was coming home from the mountains and I was in. Um, oh God, uh, Breckenridge. Uh, like whatever that whatever the town is on seventy near Breckenridge. I'm blanking. Uh, Silverthorn. Yeah, and and so I, we stop at Starbucks, as you do. <laughs> and there's one of those baskets. So they always have a bunch of like junk that they are selling at Starbucks, whether it's CDs or cups or whatever. Water bottles. Water bottles. Yeah. Something kind of junky. And this one had these handmade little envelopes. Right. And it was a sign to join someone's D and D campaign. It's you know? Starbucks. Yeah, it's Starbucks. Do you think they were gonna play at Starbucks? Yeah. No, That's I think awesome. so. I, I was like, This is this is crazy. Yeah. And it was you know, it made me smile. And then I sent, I took a picture and I sent it to you with yeah. my electronic so, phone. D and D games are basically like dreams. Nobody wants to hear about yours. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they're they're incredibly fun. They're totally vivid, but nobody wants to hear about Unless they were there. Unless they were there, yeah. Like no one ever wants. No one wants to hear about your dreams, and yeah. no one wants to hear about your D and D campaign. Well, the, the the reason why the, the <laughs> so, funny thing is you're kind of wrong because there are a lot of podcasts and well, video true. streams well, where people watch other people's games, and yeah. I have, and I've watched plenty of that stuff. And but a lot of that comes down to people that are either professional or really practiced 
actors, voice actors, or storytellers. Right. But you don't want to hear about it after the fact. You want to watch the performance. So what I meant was there's a, I've watched a wide range of quality on those things. And mm. let me tell you that the gap between the critical roles and the, right. the people at the the top of the of the of the streaming food chain and the people just like hey let's turn a camera on while we play D is vast my friend it is vast like some people are unwatchable yeah i'm certain that my group is unwatchable but that's not part of it. it's it's a part of that but you're not performing I mean, we're not performing yeah. right we're just we're we're just having a good time with with having our own jokes and and it's it's really been um a ton of fun i mean i'm i'm dming i enjoy doing that i, I like fourth, do- fourth edition Fifth. Fifth, fifth, fifth yeah. edition. Yeah, that's the one that came out in 2014, I okay. think. Yeah. I stopped at second, so I'm like... Yeah, it was long. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blast. I was kind of blown away by how much my friends have gotten into the characters yeah. and, and, you know, really inhabiting the stories of them. I mean, I kind of said up front, I was like, what sort of game does everybody want to have? Does everyone mm-hmm. want to just be like Munchkin-style game and, you know, like, look at look at my plus five sort right. of amazingness or whatever right right or are are we are, is this just going to be a pure role-playing thing or like what does everyone want to mm-hmm. do um and so i'm playing with two guys who've played a bunch and then one guy who's never played dnd at all <laughs> but he had played some rpgs like a long time oh, ago okay. and like then GURPS. he was a big GURPS uh guy. i think like warhammer rpg or something uh, like that okay. and then another guy who hasn't i don't think is play a lot either um and it's just it's just worked out really well i mean i think i think everyone's just kind of found their their footing and of of how we want to play and um it's been a ton of fun and just kind of developing our own jokes so it's taken up obviously you know it takes up a lot of brain space to prep and run a game and even if you're using materials that Mm -hmm. are pre-published you still have to spend you have to learn them well yeah you have to you know, you don't want to sit there and read them the whole time. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but yeah, but we've been we've been doing that, and and that's really um, what is that taking up a lot of um, a lot of my thinking about games time in my brain, I guess. So, what is the party made up of? What are they? Oh, the classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we have no humans. No, of course not. Yeah, no so one we, wants to play a human. Right, humans so, are dumb. So we have a. <laughs> so, so here you are. You're asking about my D and D campaign. I am. I now am. Everyone else has to listen no, to it. Is, it's just you know, it's a simple question. <laughs> sure. So are they we, all they're all wizards. No, no, they're not. We have a halfling rogue, of course. A uh, halfling rogue who uh, comes from the city, uh, from a from a, a, a very rich uh, wine producing family. Okay. Yeah, and he's he's like the ne'er do well of the family. He's drinking wine and stealing things. And, yeah, he's he's a bit of a of a ruffian, as halflings do. Yep. And then we have a we have a half elf bard who was a sailor from the north it's half human yeah half human yeah. right uh we have we have the dwarf paladin mm-hmm. um that's weird dwarf paladin yeah that's weird okay and then we have the elf wizard of course who's very haughty and oh yeah and arrogant <laughs> um yeah so so three of the four come from like kind of uh uh i would call them like rich kid backgrounds right um, they're all they're like trust fund wizards, basically. Kind of, yeah, they're a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, in fact, I I asked one of the one of the people if if their character was somewhat based on the uh, the the students that uh, he interacts with <laughs> as he works at school, and he said yes. And I was like, how funny! So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal any more information right. about that, but um, but I thought that was uh, was was pretty good. Um, so it it at times you know things things work together and everyone's on the same page but 
you know, my big thing was I've played in games where I felt like I'm a character that doesn't really belong with the party. And I'm like, why am I here? Why would this character be here? And that right. gets, that, that gets a little hard to play for the, for the style that I like to play. It's not really role playing. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, almost like a, vi- yeah, like yeah, a video like, game. Exactly. Where you get together. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm comparing to when we played the tales from the loop mm-hmm. that summer, right? Like the best part of that was, and you killed my dog. <laughs> but the best part of that, <laughs> the best part of that was like, it actually made sense that those characters were together. Mostly, yeah. I mean, for the most part. But, but there's a certain thing about being in, in like junior high, high school that there's always strange things of who's hanging yeah. out. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. the Dazed and Confused movie of like, I always think about the characters in that movie of people hanging out that might not normally hang out because of circumstances because you're 14. Well, those are the interesting stories, right? The, right. The, what's the, now I'm blanking the, the movie uh, where they're all in detention. Uh, oh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like the reason why Breakfast Club is interesting is they're all, yeah. they don't belong together. They like don't that's belong literally together. the whole story. Yeah. And there are different worldviews bouncing off of yeah. each other's and, you know, yeah. like what, what, what comes of that. And so it's a little bit, I think it's just much more organic for all of us to imagine being 14 and in having that, that you've had that, most people have had that interaction of hanging out with the older kid or right. the, the weirdo kid or whatever. They haven't that, been trust fund wizards, basically. Yeah, and it's a little bit harder sometimes to get into the skin of fantasy characters. Yeah. Um, so it's... it's they can be really one note, right? Like, they can. I'm a haughty elf wizard. Like, right, I'm, yeah. Right. And, I, and it would always be fun to have someone just play totally against type. You know what I mean? Like just someone play like I'm going to be the gnome barbarian or right. or whatever, just yeah. something that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's 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 hilarious. I mean, just the sort of I, I get really into it. I mean, I produce a lot of have, have, stuff wait, and have you for it. have it's, you it's, it's have you seen the uh, the dark the new dark the new have you seen the new I dark have not, crystal? I never saw the original dark crystal. Oh, okay. There's a there's like a there's basically like a, like a gnome paladin. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's like, great. I am paladin, and it's hilarious. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so we'll 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 see how it goes. I mean, there's always a an interesting arc with D and D. Like, I've not played a lot of the like higher level stuff or hardly any. Like, mm. I'm I'm very well versed in like low level gameplay. What, do you mean like low level characters? Characters, okay. characters, the characters. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, up to like fifth level or something. Right. But I have no experience with what it's like to be like running around because the whole idea, right, is for the first few levels, you're kind of becoming the hero of the region. Right. And then you become like more of the hero of the, the nation or whatever. Right. And, and so it's to a point where you're the character standing in the world is they have notoriety and they have like people know who they are. Right. They're not just anonymous, you know, Jamokes that like they were like, hey, let's go do this quest. Right. I mean, they're, they're I somebody. always I always think of Arby's Jamoka shakes when you say that word. The Jamokes. <laughs> I felt like, validated the other day. Really? Because there was something that came on. I forgot what was I watched. Oh, it's uh, it was the good place. And, Did they say Jamokes in the good and, place? And what's her name? Uh, Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor called somebody a Jamoke. And I was like, ha ha. <laughs> it is a word. It exists. It is. I know what you mean, Jamoka shakes. Yeah. But, but no, it's, it's, it's a word. Eleanor called somebody a Jamoke. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, we're like almost live on that show. I think we're yeah? like two behind now. So it's a good show. Yeah, I. Uh, Are you on the current? Season? Uh, we're not on the current season. Oh, you're not. No, I haven't started the current season. Okay. But just gonna wait till I ready to go. Love that show. It is great. Yeah, it is great. It's, it's so. I'm very very happy that you recommended it. It's like it. a big hearted show in a way that 
so much on TV is not big hearted, right? Like it's not, it's not dark. Like, you know what I mean? Like well, it's not gritty. No, but if you think but it, it is gritty, yeah. but, but if you think about it for a second, that show is like a role playing party. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, that's like a D and D party. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, you with, with like the, the four or five characters and, and then, um, what's her name? Uh, I'm not a girl. Janet. Janet. Yeah. I mean, just everything about that is just these bizarre people come together with their, <laughs> like the breakfast club thing or these right? bizarre yeah. worldviews and how they all, um, how it all meshes, yeah. which is, which is great because there's no reason that they would be together. I mean, most sitcoms, you know, friends or Seinfeld, like the classic yeah. cheers. I mean, there's, there's a setting that, I mean, sure. Pulls cheers, them into yeah. It. Like, I mean, cheers did a great job of playing different types against each other. Right. But they had a reason, but to they be had there. a reason to all be there. Yeah. Right. Cause they wanted a drink. Yeah. So those are short segue into sitcoms, but, <laughs> but the good place is awesome. I, um, I would have to say, uh, playing D and D though, got me, of course, every time I dip my toe into some type of role-playing, right. Then I discover, Oh, there's a million other role-playing games out there that, yeah. you, that you could be playing. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what writer, a lot of writers do and artists is that's their gig. They, they make up these worlds or they make this art and, and that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of their thing. Um, and you know, they, they either attach it to different systems or they try and come up with their own system. and and that's why I had a lot of fun when we did the Tales from the Loop thing. I I like I like doing those things, but as we've talked many times, I don't want to do those things with I don't want to go to a convention and play role playing games. Yeah. It's not something I'm interested in doing. It's people you want you already know. Yeah, and it's a great time. That also want to be there. That also want to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's a pretty good time and I've like some sort of connection with them already. Uh but I would like to explore some other gaming systems. Hmm. Which I think, you know, like there's this one called Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-Y-S, -E -E that Fantasy Flight just put out. And they basically, <laughs> what they did is they genericized their Star Wars role-playing game, which mm. we played once. Um, and so that's not a D20 system. That's like the system that has, of course, it's Fantasy Flight. So we have to have special dice, yeah. right? And the dice kind of <laughs> drive, you know, did you have like, you could have a success, but a success with a problem, right? Or you could have a failure, but with some boon, right? That, right. that you have, so you have that whole type of, um, nuanced outcomes, I guess mm -hmm. is one way to do it. Um, which D 20 you can do, but no one ever thinks like, Oh, I got a 13. It's very binary. It's like, Oh, did I fail or did I succeed? Whereas this is trying to kind of drive the narrative through that, but they've genericized it such that you could do this in any setting you want. And it's just kind of in more of a narrative dice system. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Maybe I should just try to, you know, there's, there's not a, much to work with though. Right. Like you don't have a context, like you have to completely build the context. But I mean, generic, that's how right? GURPS and other things are though. As yeah. Well, right? But that's I mean, also have... why they don't catch on. Right. Like GURPS is an, like GURPS Some people is love an, that. Yes. Role-playing nerds love <laughs> special role-playing nerd stuff. Right. But if I, if you say GURPS to a, like a random person, they don't know what you're talking about. Right. 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 They know what D and D is. Right. Right. They probably don't know what Tales from the Loop is, but nope. Or, but yeah, but they know what they know what D and D is, and and so it it's it's really specialized, and it feels like it takes more work, right? Because you you have to choose a context, and I know you have to being a DM is a but, lot of work anyway. But but you could be you could I mean people could understand if you said oh I was going to go play a Star Wars role playing game, people would know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I mean we, we just sort of equate D and D to Tolkien and Tolkien esque fantasy. 
I mean, you can play D and D in lots of settings. You do, but I I played a lot of Dark Suns. So. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, but I'm saying most people, the generic thought when you say D and D yeah, yeah. is you think of dwarves and elves and yeah, wizards. Forgotten Realms. Well, yeah, not necessarily forgot. No one knows what Forgotten Realms is outside of gaming nerds. Yeah, but, yeah. but most people think of you know Lord of the Rings style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. gameplay are you a dwarf or an elf exactly yeah right or a hobbit but we can't say hobbit no that's a <laughs> that's trademarked that's trademarked you gotta be a halfling right um yeah so that's that's been on the tabletop and it's it's been good we've been you know i think it's been uh a fantastically fun time and it's funny when you start playing that and you're having a great time you you really see where you know certain board game experiences that are going for that really pale like if you if you're really hitting on all cylinders, having a good time with a with a role playing game, right? For me, it's way elevated above board gaming. Yeah, it's just way above it. Although, and- but board gaming is like you <laughs> know it is, but it's a wonderful structure to like play things, and you can do it by yourself, or you can do it do with you, two people or three people. But. Do 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 you know my my short answer why? Story. Yeah, there's yeah, a narrative. There's narrative. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I like. Now I want to tell you stories about my old. Role playing. Yeah, yeah, but they'd be like, but yeah, there, dreams. there were so many things that you remember that you did, and it was like, it was amazing. Yeah, well, we've, t- I mean, we've talked yeah. about narrative plenty, but yeah, yeah of yeah. course, that's why. I yeah. mean, it's that shared experience. So that's that. Yay! That's but that's probably been the main thing on the uh, tabletop. What about on the screen? Well, so I have downloaded Concrete Genie and not played it. Um, I started Concrete it. Genie. Concrete Genie, which I, I don't even want to describe. It's hard to describe. I remember telling you about this or you already knew about it, but I'm aware of what it is vaguely, but I, yeah, I don't it's, remember. It's like, I don't know. I, so like, <laughs> I feel stupid describing a game that I've watched the trailer for and bought and had sitting on my computer for, for weeks, but it, it like involves, oh, I'm not going to do it. Okay. You're just going to skip Concrete I'm just gonna, Genie. We're going to skip Concrete Genie. That's fine. So we'll talk I, about that one next time. So, Let's talk about a game so you play. I've been playing Bloodstained Ritual. Oh, damn it. What is the name? It's not Ritual of the Night. I thought it is. Is it Ritual of the Night? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. I, I, get, all the, I get all his games. So, um, You I, talked about this last time. I did, but I, I played like the first section, and I was like, you I kept kinda, getting to the kinda, boss, yeah, and I'm that, like, yeah. yeah. Um, But now I'm kind of past the fact that it's this, it's got this 3D aesthetic, this right. kind of 3D anime aesthetic. Did you like it now? I accidentally got through the game. Oh. By accident. By but accident. It, but, you know, I've only discovered like 45% of the thing. So now I'm I'm running around discovering new castle, hell castle things hmm. and jumping on things. And it's super fun. It's super, it's super, and it's big. Like it's, there's so many powers and things to discover. So it's a good time. Do you think so, I would like it? You, I thought you like, so... It's not a speed run. It's not a thing. speed run. Well, but you're you. It, it, it's not. It's not like a tight. You know what's the word? It's not a roguelike. It's not like dead. It's cells. not a roguelike. It's not like dead cells. But it's more. I don't know. I think you would like like you. It's. It's not really a platformer, right? It's a platformer in the way Castlevania is a platformer, right? Yeah. Like you, right, you, sure. you kind of jump around and you hit stuff with swords and yeah, you, yeah. you roll your swords up and use different powers. So it's it's it's, it's an out, it's an out and out metroidvania game yeah no it's 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 that's what it's by the castlevania guy once he stopped doing castlevania right and (laughs) it almost has a castlevania name um and they're vampires so you frustratingly get to certain parts of the map and you're like how the hell do i get past that door yeah yeah, that type of game and right now i and then you and then you go look it up and you finally do and then you go that way yeah it's super fun (laughs) it's super like it's dumb in certain ways and there's a lot of like backtracking and running around 
but I enjoy it a lot. There's a, I personally had to like, I'm not an anime yeah. person and I had to get past that aesthetic, but it's super fun. So, so you get all the these good, crystals and powers and I don't know. Here's great. the good news. Yeah. The good news is that Xbox Game Pass, which I just subscribed to. Has it for free? Has it for free. There you go. So I can try it. And with no risk. So Xbox Game Pass, I actually think is the thing I wanted, but didn't know I wanted. Because here's why. I had, so on the Switch, you're allowed to have, not allowed, but you you, you have this like wish list, right? Basically a place to yeah. store games that. Where they send you emails every week. No, they don't send you emails. What I use it for is is I'll go in there periodically and it, it'll show you, I can look at which ones are on sale. And then if they're like yeah. 80% off, maybe I'll buy them. So The same way you have a Steam wish list. It's someone, just like that. Someone needs to explain to me why I can't do this on the PlayStation. It drives me insane. Yeah, I don't know why you can't do it on <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation. I have yeah. no idea. But you could, the same thing you can do on Switch, you can do on Steam. And you just stick them there and then you just have this list. And like that can be your list of mm-hmm. of places, that uh, of games you want to play. So I've had a, I'll add things on there all the time, you know, and it's just like, I mean, honestly, browsing through the Switch store for me, it's just like going to the bookstore and like looking at covers of books. Like, ooh, that looks, you know what I mean? It's like, I can tell pretty accurately just by the way that they've marketed if, if it's coming at me, right? With the style, the art <laughs> style and all that, right? And I, not so, always. But it, is it me or is there weirder stuff on the on the switch store than there is on oh yeah like like by far there's like, really weird super weird yeah but like, there's stuff that i have no idea i can't even imagine what, yeah. what it is right so i have a ton of stuff on there that i've been like uh oh, these like seem pretty good i mean but i i'm not i'm not sure if i want to spend 15 on that or 18 on that or whatever it is right and as we've established everything is more expensive everything's full price right right so then i I, so I checked out the Xbox Game Pass because I wanted to play um, Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. which actually not, not Outer Wilds, not Outer Wilds, which is a different game. But <laughs> Outer Wilds is also on the Game Pass. <laughs> but I think they're using Outer Worlds as the draw because this is the new Obsidian RPG. Um, I haven't. I have only played an hour. I haven't really gotten into it, but mm-hmm. it pulled me. Like I have the hook in my cheek. Like I, right. I was like, okay, I will. I'm not going to pay sixty bucks for this AAA title. Like it's just not going to happen. Right. But if I subscribe to this, if especially it's free, you'll play 60 hours of it. Well, especially if there's all <laughs> these other games that are there that are on my switch wish list that now I can just go check them out and see if I actually want to play them right. and play them there. So that has worked out. What is it? What does it cost? Well. It's 10 a month. 10 a month. That's, that's good. It's good. Yeah. That's it's like two AAA games a year. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, it's pretty good. Um, and plus for the amount of like indie type games that I like to play. Yeah. It's like, you know, that are usually about 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, that's, you know, whatever that is, uh, three every or two every three months or something. So you play a lot of games on your phone. I don't. You used to. I used to. Yeah. I used to play. When I got the Switch, that was the That, that was the transition? That was the transition. So I was going to ask. Two things. Considered... Two things. Sorry. I was going to yeah? say two things for the transition. That and iOS 11, because the Touch Arcade app oh, stopped. broke your Touch Arcade? Broke my Touch Arcade app, and Touch Arcade was the primary way that I saw what new yeah. games were out. And I think it's pretty well established that all websites suck on mobile. Like, like, <laughs> like seriously, every, every gaming site sucks on mobile. Every single one, even ones that are made for mobile. Yeah. They're, it's, they're bad. It's like, I mean, it's not as bad as news sites today, but oh my God, everything is sign up for my newsletter. Look at this ad, 
try to click somewhere, but then you try to click it and it moves up because right. something appeared. Some new ad popped up in the middle. Of I mean, yeah. Trying to do anything that is not in just pure reader mode on, on mobile devices is really, really hard with the way that, that web design is yeah. today. It's, it sucks. So when the Touch Arcade app broke, because there I would go and be like, oh, what's new this week? What's right. the four and five star stuff? I would try some of them out and I would regularly spend, I don't know, like five, six bucks a week just on $2 games. So you have had no attraction to the Apple. I don't have iOS 13. Oh, you're a smarter man than I am. <laughs> it's been kind of. Apple Arcade awful. is iOS 13 and, yeah. I, and I only have, I have an old iPhone. I only have iPhone 6. Oh, you can't even upgrade. I can't. Wow. Now I'm stuck on 12. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's two reasons why you shouldn't get the Apple Arcade. Why? Well, one, you have your Nintendo Switch. And two, you can't upgrade. And I guess three, you already have your subscription on Xbox. So you already have one game subscription. You don't need two. No, probably not. And I just don't play as much on the on the phone anymore. I haven't seen. I felt like that would. I, I, so here was the thing. I mean, we, this, is a, this is an interesting topic. So I, we talked about this a while back. We talked about the phone solved that whole thing that the Xbox sucks at is the startup time and the mm -hmm. whole like time mm -hmm. from my brain says, oh, I'd like to play something till I'm actually playing. Yeah, it's really good at causing ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean like... it just, it takes, <laughs> it takes a really long time for, for that to happen. With the switch, it's on immediately. Like you just pick it up yeah. and it's, you're going, you don't have to, you don't have to go and it's the phone head. version of a console. It's the phone version of a console. Yeah. So it, it's it's like bam, and and even if you don't pick it up, even if I take the Pro controller, it switches over and it boom, it's yeah. there. There's no startup time, <laughs> and that's why I used to play phone games, because I just had this like urge of like, oh, I want to play something for ten minutes, <laughs> right? And why is that funny? I'm sorry. I I I, I thought of like the thing that I love the most on the on the stupid switch is the the goose game, and I I think it's hilarious how much you don't want to play the and don't like the goose game. <laughs> I got the goose game. I know you did and you don't play it. You don't even like it. I, think I don't it's hilarious. like it. <laughs> it's just. It's a stealth game. I mean, the, the, the root, the root is Jason doesn't like stealth games. We know so this. he doesn't like the goose game and it breaks my heart. Cause it's so fun. Anyway, yeah, I've sorry. never liked stealth games. I know it's man. I remember the old splinter cell and someone's like, Oh, this game's amazing. And I played it. I'm like, this is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really hate Untitled Goose Game is amazing, but we already established that. But... I, so stealth games are the epitome of the sort of game that I think I will like. But you don't. But I don't. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried so many times. I even tried in the form of a goose. And I don't <laughs> like it. I've tried ninjas. I've tried I've tried <laughs> special ops, Green Beret agents, and I've tried geese. I just want to walk up and smash somebody in the face. So there's no sneaking in, in XCOM 2. There's no sneaking. There's no, there's no stealth. Well, it's turn-based. So turn-based stealth is okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Turn-based stealth is totally fine. I love, like, <laughs> have you ever played Invisible Ink? That no, game's awesome. That familiar? I think I might have talked about okay. it before. It's a Steam game, and you're just a bunch of spy agents, very, like, get smart style, right. you know, that type of aesthetic. Um, and... You know, you're going around, you have to go, what, hack into some computer? You know, it's, it's a yeah. isometric, yeah. whatever. But that's all turn-based and it's stealth because I can plan out my moves. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love that type of game. I is, love it, the stealth and the turn-based stuff. Do you like Burgle Bros? The board game? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's turn-based. Yeah. <laughs> but with the goose game, here's what happens. Here's, here's, here's me playing the goose game, right? I try 84 times to get the guy to like walk around the other way. Right. And it's like, it's just my own execution fault. It's like my brain knows what it's supposed to do. Right. right? Well, I, at least we know that you won't sneak in anything ever unless there's very There's well. just a precision. There's a precision demanded of those style games that most combat games don't demand. It's like why I don't play like a Dark Souls or or something because they're demanding love, of a certain level of precision. I love that you're comparing Untitled Goose Game to Dark Souls. I'm just saying that they're de- <laughs> that they're demanding a certain level of execution that I'm not willing to invest to do. Sure, but yeah, they're pretty different. <laughs> 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 Glad you're having a good time. I am. I am. What else have you been playing? <laughs> Is that all the games? No. Okay. There's more video games. Video games. Um. So we've been playing this game called For the King. Oh, that's right. Yeah, For the King. So this, I had tried to play this on Steam, but it wasn't working on my Mac very well. Just I don't know the like the controller integration. No, the 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 there's some there's something. This game crashes on the Switch. There's something wrong with the programming of this game. It's just not the smoothest <laughs> game. I don't know what to say. Well, it's, that's a ringing endorsement. Well, it, so just... <laughs> even reading all the like Metacritic reviews, people are like, this game is a ton of fun, da, 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 except for the inevitable crash that you'll get one. And, and it is. It's like, inevitably, you know, I've been playing with my son primarily, and inevitably there'll be like one, you never lose any progress because it's like saving all the right. time. So that's fine. Um, and it, so this game is kind of like a board game hybrid with a with a turn-based RPG but it's it's got a lot of different things that it's doing so it's it's got this like rogue like element to it of you're supposed to I mean we only we're still on like our first run so it's not like a dead cells run of like oh it took me 40 minutes or something are there cards are there cards there are no cards okay. so there's no cards in the game um but it's got that that like JRPG style of combat where like you have your three people mm-hmm. and you go into combat you know, quote unquote, and, and there's one to three enemies over on the other side. And you're going to like take turns and who do you target and that type of thing. But it's got some really, really interesting, like board gamey style mechanics with the overland map and just kind of the way that it, it handles a lot of the typical tropes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just sort of like standard stuff with, you know, loot and, and whatever, whatever. Um, but there's just certain parts of, of, how it handles the different attacks on different weapons. So I'll give you an example. So a lot of games you play an RPG and you get some weapon and, or like borderlands, you get in a gun and you're just kind of comparing like, Oh, what's the elemental difference? What's the rate of fire? Basically what's the DPS? Mm-hmm. What's the damage for, you know, overall, like, and there's usually it can boil down to some number and you might keep a couple different weapons on you for different situations. Whereas in this, the, the weapons themselves have different, attacks so mm-hmm. if i get this type of a sword i might be able to do like a, a cleave like across multiple enemies or you know what i mean where if i have a rapier i can do a disarm type of attack so the different in, in the different weapons are going to have not only different damage but also um different probabilities of doing those different sorts of attacks so that part is interesting because by you getting different weapons and different gear it's not just a math game of mm-hmm. moving numbers up and down you're actually getting to kind of change the style of, of what you're doing. And again, not at all like dead cells, but in the way that dead cells, when you get different weapons, 
you're you you're playing the game a little bit differently. Yeah. Right. If you have that reach weapon versus if you're kicking or, or whatever. So it it's more than just, oh, I got another gun in Borderlands and it shoots a little faster. So the number whatever. it's not just the numbers. Not just the number. Yeah. And that's that's a draw for you. Like that yeah. being able to change your style. Yeah, I kind of I mean, I like I like that thing because you're kind of picking like what strategy do you want to go with because you have three characters in your party and so you're trying to get this you know pretty good mix of of how they go together and the characters all play pretty differently like if you have the minstrel in your party then it's gonna it basically just sometimes randomly it'll help the other characters do better you know via inspiring Hmm. them or something like that raises Um, their luck or something yeah yeah and so the way that it all works in this game is all your stats are all one to a hundred and say i'm going to try to do like a heavy attack that's going to go through someone's armor Right, so that in order to do that attack, it might have like five, um, five rolls that I have to do. And so, if if that uses strength and my strength is eighty-two, each one of those rolls I have an eighty-two percent chance of success. Mm-hmm. Right, and if I hit all five, I might get some bonus damage. Right, if I if I hit four of them, I'll probably still hit. And so, you can also decide when you want to spend your like focus points to get automatic hits. And so there's just a lot of cool decisions in the combat, mm-hmm. a lot of cool decisions in. Um, just kind of how you have the characters work together. Um, it also has a really nice solution to a common RPG problem of inventory. So a common RPG problem I always find is you have all these consumable items. And then as you level up, the old consumable items suck. Like they're not useful, but they're still there, but they're still there and you have to sell them or they're, right. you, you just collect a lot of junk. You have to manage, you have to manage junk. that. So the way this works is there's like five different types of consumable items, like your mm-hmm. health, your focus, your cure, your poison, whatever, right? And, and those stay constant. There's always just those five. Mm-hmm. But you have a pipe of all things, whatever. You start off with like the lowest level just pipe. smoke the old stuff. Yeah, apparently. And you, <laughs> as you upgrade your pipe, that upgrades what those consumable items do. So if you upgrade your pipe, then you're going to get the, your, all of your healing herbs now become the next higher level oh, of okay. healing herbs, right? Yeah. So... Basically, all the all those consumable items that you have to heal you and all that type of thing, they automatically upgrade when you do that level of investment rather than being like, oh, I have all these small healing potions or whatever. So anytime a game can do something with the inventory problem in an RPG, that uh, that works for me. I, n- now I want you to play Bloodstain and tell me if you like it. Because there's well, now so I can. many... Yeah, well, there's so many different options with the kind of various different kinds of attacks and... and skills and familiars and like give it a shot yeah of course it, now i have this huge backlog with the yeah, game pass because i have nine thousand other games and and they add, they added they did add the feature that you're looking for with the game pass where it's like save for later right so you can just without having to take up hard drive space and download it you just you're effectively just saying put this on the list so that then you can go and browse that list which is kind of cool yeah yeah um yeah i'll have to i'll have to give it a try um for the King kind of fills that same need as like XCOM does for me. It's that sort of ponderous turn-based, <laughs> you know, that whole, that whole like overland and combat, like that mix. Right. I mean, that's what I really like about XCOM is you have the, you have the combat missions and then you have the, the headquarters stuff of how you're prepping for it. Gotcha. And this has that similar, it's not just one or the other. It's like yeah, right. this mixture of both. So you go, go back and forth between yeah, you go back and forth. Between, yeah, exactly. And, and then just kind of playing out the tactics of your, right. of your battle and leveling up and all that. So, um, but that's been pretty good. And, and like I said, I've been playing with my son. Like I play two of the characters and he plays one and just kind of go back and forth. And it's, it's not like, you know, 
it's just kind of a fun time to spend together yeah. doing that. So that's cool. Um, so <laughs> you've spent some time playing Death Stranding. Yeah. What, I, what does that name even mean? Can you like <laughs> like start there? So I think articulating anything about Kojima games, especially this one, is very. For those who don't impossible. know, what it, who is Kojima? Uh, oh God, I'm going to get his name wrong. I think it's Hideo Ko- I, Kojima. I don't know. Um, he's the, the person known for the person known for the metal, metal gear solid kind of series of games, um, which have their own kind of weirdness. They're very stealthy, yep. which I know never played love. one. Yeah. Um, the, I, I thought, I thought the first half of phantom pain that took me, you know, 75 hours to get through was pretty great. If a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the stranding, what is it? Was a reference to uh, like whales stranding themselves oh. uh, and and dying. Um, so <laughs> this entire game and a lot of Kojima stuff, but this game especially has a real kind of dreamlike mm-hmm. quality. Uh, a lot of it's about. Um, I, I even hesitate to say a lot of it's about. It deals with kind of the boundary between life and death. Like a lot of his things have kind of semi ghosts in them. Mm-hmm. This game especially has these very kind of these very ghost like entities that try to drag you. What kind of a death. game is it though? That's what I want to get at. That's what I want to get at. <laughs> I think it's been described as 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 like uh a walking simulator meets QOP, right? Like uh QOP being the uh the game where you you play sports but you have a, a different keyboard button for each limb or each, each limb, no each, each section each of joint. Each joint joint on your legs. <laughs> yeah. So you try to run and you're you're hitting like what yeah. is it six different buttons for <laughs> each of the joints in your legs to try to make someone run. Has someone made a robot that hits keys that does that, that game plays perfect. Q up. Yeah, probably. probably that would be, yeah. Yeah. yeah you just good. need like a keyboard simulator. Though. Right. Right. That does it perfectly. <laughs> well, we, we have a new project for, no, for, for the winter season. It's, it's, it, it's a lot of walking. So the, the main character who is uh Norman Reedus. But let's be clear. When we've talked about walking simulators before, we've talked about like gone home or, or games that yeah. you're, you're, interacting with a um kind of like an adventure story that somebody set up some narrative for you to discover and kind of experience like yeah. like a movie and that, that so that's when we've talked about the the word the phrase walking simulator before that's what we've said this is not like that well there's narrative and stuff happens okay right and there are a, a semi-infinite number of cut scenes um so there's a lot of things happening like the <laughs> Like it's very dreamlike. Uh, you're playing basically Norman Reedus, one of the actors from The Walking Dead, and it's just bizarrely obsessed with Norman Reedus. Like you take showers. There's okay. There's no like. It's why would anyone want a weird to play game. this game? Um, it's got a really interesting dreamlike kind of quality it's got some tension right so you're lugging you're lugging packages yeah yeah across what is ostensibly the post-apocalyptic united states but it really looks like western iceland um it's just lots of lichen and rocks yeah and hills and small streams um and so you're lugging do you say western iceland 
Because you've been to Eastern Iceland? No, because I've been to Western Iceland. Well, why wouldn't you just say Iceland? (laughs) Well, because I haven't been to Eastern Iceland. (laughs) But to to make the distinction (laughs) is pretty hilarious to me. (laughs) Well, so I've been somewhat to Eastern Iceland, and I I remember there being ice. Here, there's no ice. There's just like lichen, and it rains. Yes. And there's small rivulets that you have to try not to drop your packages when you walk over. So you're... you're, (laughs) You, you're putting like hundreds of pounds of stuff, strapping them to your arms, legs, and trying to slowly tramp across this bla- this this wasteland. I love that I just talked about a game where it was like, <laughs> it helps with the inventory system of how I don't have to carry all these potions or whatever. And this game is literally about an inventory system. Yeah. Well, you're like, you, you, you have to allocate huh. your, your hiking equipment to each shoulder and your back and your legs, and then, then you get to walk with it. And then if it gets windy, you might fall over and then you might break something. And so then you then you lose. So have you ever heard have you ever heard <laughs> of the board game The Campaign for North Africa? No. So the Campaign for North Africa is a infamous game that supposedly takes fifteen hundred hours to complete. And it simulates the World War II campaign in North Africa. Ramon. D- yes, down to the level of did the Italians did they run out of water rations and could they boil their pasta? So <laughs> What you're describing sounds like the level of like who in the world wants to allocate the weight to their backpack? I just don't even. So there is a, there is a triangle button, which will auto allocate for you. And then when you're, (laughs) so you don't have to make that decision. There's like, it's so Kojima games always have. And you played how many hours of this? Probably 10 or 12. Yeah. And you enjoyed it. I think it's, yeah, I mostly enjoyed it. There's a there's a ponderous quality to it, right? Like some people have said, different definitions it's, it's of ponderous, re- man. Yeah, <laughs> ponderous, man. It's really ponderous. Really different. Um, so it you're you know you're walking. Um, uh, stuff happens though. And okay. They're, they're, you fight people. Yeah, you okay. can fight people. So far, I don't really have any weapons. You've played a game for twelve hours and you have no weapons. Yeah, well, you know, I've upgrades. I have a ladder. You know, I, I can build bridges, <laughs> right? I have a rope. <laughs> You're like, I found shoes. I did find shoes. I can manufacture wow. shoes. Wow. Um, but yeah, these kind of dead people, like it's really, I, I struggle to describe how weird. And, and there's yet, a baby in it. Yeah. You have a, you have BB, which is a bridge baby, which is strapped to your chest throughout large sections of the game, <laughs> which <laughs> cries through the controller. So there's a speaker in the PS4 controllers, and when oh. the baby's stressed, it starts crying through the controller. So people hands. who have small infants do not want to. They play don't want to play the game. No, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> like nobody who has a small. It's infant. not loud. It's not. A, it doesn't do a lot of crying. It, it, it's warning no, you. No, but you should be. T- I mean, either if you're getting a break from taking care of your infant, why would you, you play a crying? game that is taking care of an well, infant? Well, because the ghosts try to murder you. Yeah, I don't know. So the, <laughs> it's so weird. So in the beginning of the game. You end up, and I, I guess this, uh, these are spoilers, whatever. It's like the first hour to the game. You, you get to a base and um, the guy's like, the president wants to meet you. Turns out the president is your mother, hmm. which you don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> and she's dying. And it's just bizarre like you make grenades by by using the toilet there's a number one grenade and a number two grenade wow and it's you make this choice and it's so bizarre but i'm enjoying it okay 
but it's super weird. It's huh. just it sounds like it would have been a strange one to work on. I and and there's so much to it. Like the the detail of the environments is amazing. Yeah. The appearance are, is amazing. The there's just dozens of menus. That's stranding, everybody. Yeah. There you have it. It's <laughs> Jason's face is so <laughs> I would rather jab a pick in my eye than play this game, it sounds like to me. It just sounds terrible. I'm gonna play it for another hundred hours. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's a testament to the vastness of the gaming landscape that you and I can have such different tastes yeah. and uh still manage to maintain uh relevant conversations with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. All right. Well, that was kind of the video game section, so maybe we'll take a little break. <laughs> I'm the Dracula. Yeah. Uh, we're back. So, Dracula. Yeah, so last time we talked about we were going to play our seasonal Fury of Dracula game, which got me thinking, actually, do you play different games for different seasons? I don't think so. No, like you don't, no. you're not like, I, Oh, it's I, winter. I'm going to be doing more of this. I mean, I, I just, I don't organize the board gaming enough. No, I meant any game, video games. Like, do you, like, do you think, that Oh, it's winter time. Question. Now I'm going to be able to like settle down with this. Yeah. You know, like I probably wouldn't play death stranding in the summer. <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. Like I'm looking forward to, there are a couple other games that I'm looking forward to that are going to just be long. Yeah long video games where it's dark outside. Yeah. And I'm probably got a, I'm probably sick. <laughs> anyway, it was October. So we wanted to play, we wanted to play again. We played last year and I thought that this, the second time I feel like everyone kind of knew what to expect. Um, we even had uh, Jen with us who hadn't played before. So we had the full complement of five people. It's true. And you were Dracula. And I thought it went, I thought it went really well. I was a decent Dracula. That I did. I, I screwed yeah. up. I screwed up really badly one time by placing a card face up. But other than that, I think we did really good. I studied the rules ahead of time. Yeah, and it was a lot. Of, I mean, it was a lot of fun to play. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had never gotten to play the, the hunter side. I mean, having only played a couple times. Yeah. Um, you always had to be Dracula. Well, but I really, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of chrome in that game. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but. I do think that it all serves the game. Like it, it, there's nothing, there's nothing there that, that just feels like, you know, why is this here? You know, because you want to know, well, is there some way Dracula can turn into a bat or a mist or, and that's there. Right. right? And that's kind of in it. Um, in the whole thing of like the, you know, going across water and and trying to figure, you know, deducing is it over here, over there. I mean, that, that all that stuff is a lot of fun. And even it came down to the last turn. I mean, we were down to the last turn. What was your, uh, did did you enjoy it? What'd you think? No, I thought it was pretty fun. I was kind of surprised by some of the mechanics. I, I guess initially I feel like I did a, a good job trying to hide as Dracula. So like you, you start, there's kind of different sections of the game, right? So initially you're, no one knows where Dracula is and, and everyone's running around trying to figure out. Like playing of, Marco Polo in a swimming pool. Yeah. yeah you're, you're just like, you know, where is he? You're trying to Marco Polo the Dracula. Yeah. And, once you find him, then you try to swarm on Dracula, and then there's you know a little bit of everyone trying to manage their resources and manage right. um, their health and that sort of thing. And so I I thought it was I thought it was really fun. It 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 the decisions are can be a little bit hard, like which way to go, and mm-hmm. um, 
which fake is a fake and which fake is like i thought it was a fake and it's really stupid yeah right now yeah totally (laughs) so but if you do fake them out like you fake them out hard i mean they can be really screwed if they like kind of go all in on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it can really work out well but i also tried some fakes that failed really badly too near the end so sure um but we also worked well we, we also have a pretty um, we have a pretty deductive group. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the they're, thing. They're not I mean, random. No. I mean, our our group there, I mean, you're not going to get a lot by. We have, it's a bunch of logic head people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, it wasn't just people like, oh, I'll just go over here. And hey, why don't you go over there? It's It was very much like, yeah. well, we do this, then that. Does, you know, it's because we've played so much pandemic and all these things where we're used to puzzling out the game. Which is nice, right? Like having something, if that's your aesthetic or that's your skill set, it's nice having something where it's not so random that that's a useless skill, right? Yeah, like, there's a payoff for it. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um, but it, the, do, it does make it hard to be the person trying to fake everyone out because <laughs> because everyone is kind of all on top of your shit, you know? They're, 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 well, you have some tools, right? Like Dracula has some tools to, to fake a little bit or to you yeah. know, move faster and that sort of thing. But they're not... And I think it takes practice. It, take, yeah. it really takes practice to kind of figure out how to best use the power that you have. Yeah. You know, and, and when to use the hide and, and all those different little tricks that, that Dracula can pull off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be a lot more interesting the third or fourth time we play it in rapid succession, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is a kind of a... Um, it's it's a bit of a beast. It's it's an interesting game. I feel like I only have room in my collection of games for so many games that are like that. It's just this like super heavy theme, and it's like a it's an event, you know, that it's, requires a little bit of prep. Yeah, it requires a little bit of prep, and and I think uh, I'm I'm glad to have it. So I'm I'm glad that I have that one. It's just that's not a style of game that I have a lot of, and and that one worked pretty well. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm glad it I'm glad it worked out, and. Yeah, maybe we'll we could play it in like six months or something, and see how, <laughs> spring time spring, for Dracula. Yeah, spring time for Dracula. <laughs> see how see how that goes. Um, I'm heading to PAX Unplugged, mm-hmm. which is a game con in Philly. So this is going to be this is different because we're the schedule. Um, uh, I went to BGG Con the last three years in Dallas in November. This one's in December, and BGG Con is really a, like just you know, four days of here's a gigantic library and here is a place to play games. And, and if you just want to go hardcore and just play stuff, it's not like a, it's not an industry event. Right. Right. I mean, there's, there's vendors and stuff and, and whatever, but, but it's, it's, really... it's not like Gen Con or Essen where there's like all the games are coming out. Right. And it's not like some of these other ones, like you have a, you know, I mean, I'm going to say like Comic-Con, like that style of a con where you have panels yeah. and. It's really for people to sit there and play games. Correct. With their friends. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to play this new stuff that's come out from Gen Con and, and Essen. So with PAX Unplugged, they, they're like, here's the schedule. And it's more of that like Comic-Con style thing of like, oh, there's these panels and these mega games mm-hmm. and, and all these different things going on. So we're actually going to play um, this mega game. And it's like a, it's a multi-faction um, puzzle room game so there's yeah so it's it's like, check this out so <laughs> you, you say yeah because of the face i'm making <laughs> right so so they're scheduling this thing and it's 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 a 90 minute i think it's like two hours total it's like a 15 minute orientation the 90 minutes of the game mm-hmm. and they're having it multiple times and you buy extra tickets for it so it's like it's above and beyond right you sign up and pay like 25 dollars or something so 
it is like a puzzle room where you would normally, you know, you go to some puzzle room and you have six people, you try to solve the puzzle, except this is a 60 person thing. And each of you are in different factions in this world. And you're all trying to, there's like puzzle aspects and diplomacy aspects and et cetera in this like giant ballroom where there's like interaction between the team. So like, apparently we signed up for the loyalists, but there's other you know, there's like the resistance, these, all these, but like there's 10 different ones, right? All with their own. Um, how do you, agendas. how do you play test this game? That's I have like... no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to talking about it next time. Cause I can tell you what this is. Cause this is the sort of thing you only can do at a con mm-hmm. where in the, where else would you ever do something like this? Um, it kind of reminds me of that thing we didn't go to though. That was in Denver. That we... we we had talked about going, um, there was this like game multiplayer game experience that they had. Oh, yeah. We never okay. went. Yeah. yeah. I think it ended in September. I was, I should, we should have, but it kind of reminds me of that where it's this, it's this, you know, um, event thing. So that'll be cool. Um, we'll see how that goes. And also just, I put a bunch of games up for sale yesterday. I think I put like 15 up and I think I sold a dozen in like three hours. So I'll pack my suitcase and, Empty. Oh, you get to bring them and then exchange them. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's nice because people will actually buy them because they're not paying for shipping. Right. Right. And I'm paying whatever, 25 bucks for my entire. You're <laughs> just carrying them on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I put it. Yeah, that's what I did last year. Yeah. And it's effectively like I'm paying like two bucks shipping per game or whatever right. it is. Um, but it lets me because I'm kind of at the point with some things where I'm like, is there a school or library? There's certain things I would just donate. I mean, I could go to Goodwill, but all that's going to happen at Goodwill is some other person's going to buy them for $3. And like, if there was a library or somewhere like it was mm-hmm. actually going to be a part of like, like it felt more like an actual donation. I don't yeah. know. That would be more appealing, but I, I sold a bunch yesterday. So that'll be, that'll be good. I think we can thin it down um, a little, a little bit and I'm not going to try to definitely keep the intake down. So we'll see how, how that goes. <laughs> You're going to try to go out with many games and come back with fewer. Last, yeah, last year I sold 15, but I bought like 13. <laughs> this year, I've already, I think I sold 12 and I've only did, bought one. Did you pay like 60 bucks for an extra bag to carry all these back? Or like, how did you bring them? Yeah, it was the you same, it was the same bag that I brought. It was the same bag. Did you bring two bags? No, I just had my carry-on and then I had a check bag. Okay, so the check bag is all games. The check bag was all games last year. Okay. Yeah, and it will be this year too. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'll stuff clothes around the side. Right. For you, don't wanna, you don't want to dent the cardboard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a good system. Yeah, yeah. I well, got a big well, kind of... It sounds sp- like it works. Yeah, it worked really well last year. And, uh, you know, there's like a set time to kind of exchange and you sell them. But like I said, I mean, when you're trying to sell smaller things for, you know, no one's going to pay $12 to ship a $10 game. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's very hard to sell those. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not... It's very difficult around Denver to sell these. It's like... Because it's not a big enough city. It's not or? big enough city. Yeah, there's just, you know, there is a thing, there is a forum to sell them, but it just doesn't get a ton of traffic and it you're it's just get, very, there's just not enough volume to really yeah. like move stuff. You might as well throw it away for the... Yeah, donate. It's just, it just isn't, it isn't worth it. Or people know that the volume is so low that the, I don't know what the market, that market mechanic is, but the prices go down right. because there's not enough demand to, to compete. Yeah. So... Um, it just ends up not being worth your time because you have to go so low for someone to actually bother because they know that you have nowhere else to sell it. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll do that. We got to get back to, we haven't played our Betrayal Legacy, I think, since no. August. Yeah, so we, need to, we need to finish that up. I think we have like four left. 
to crush that. So we'll do that. We've been having fun. We've been playing this fun kind of narrative co-op game called Legends of Andor. I played that with my family twice, and that's been a Legends of Andor. Kind of a fantasy thing. It's hmm. it's been fun uh to do. I don't know how replayable it is, um, but it's it's been a good time. Um and what was the oh I, I did I tell you guys about Sleeping Gods or not? No. No. So Sleeping Gods is uh it's a campaign style game. This might I was thinking this might be the next thing after Oh, okay. Betrayal Legacy. Yeah. Like a Cthulhu? Like what's the Sleeping Gods? Yeah, aesthetic? it's uh it's a like a 1920 steamship style. Yeah, like that yeah. that style yeah, of, okay. of you know, you're all it's the people a, on this is, ship. It's Lovecraftian sort of thing. But it's not or, it's not no? the standard thing like okay. like the Fantasy Flight does the Cthulhu stuff. It's a I think it has that same um, thing, but it's not it's not lifted straight out of Lovecraft. Okay, so Age of Steam, but not Lovecraft. I believe so. Okay, yeah, but that that type Age of Steam is the wrong word, but yeah, okay, yeah, not Age of Steam, the board game, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a railroad game, <laughs> <laughs> different thing. Um, but so, so, I don't know when that's coming. But so when are you going to? What is the PAX thing? The PAX Unplugged is the ninth that or whatever the eighth, no sixth of December. December. Yeah, it's like the okay. first weekend, first so weekend in December. A month. Okay. It's like the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. It should be should be a little bit different, and I don't know, maybe see some other panels or or whatever. So should be all good. Um, that's about all I got. Well, cool. Well, I think we're gonna talk about uh, Civilization games next time. We can talk about Civ games next time. Yeah, with uh, Tapestry and Civ New Dawn, a couple that I've played twice and just talk about the contrast those and we'll talk about the mega game mm-hmm. that i will and maybe i'll try it out actually play valhalla so we'll see all right take it easy <laughs> next time Theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com.